You are listening to No Breaks. My name is Chulu, the founder of Africana Woman and your host. First of all, shout out to Tavo Kawana for sharing last week's episode with her yoga circle. The episode is called Release These Three Things to Increase Your Inner Peace. If you have not heard it, do go back. So this week, (laughs) so many people were asking me if it was okay to share the blog or the podcast. Of course, you can share it. (laughs) Babe, if you don't share it, how do we grow, right? Seriously, the reason why we make this content is for you to share with your girlfriends, your mothers, your sisters, and your daughters. My intention is for this to be a conversation starter. And for you to be able to talk about things you may not otherwise have brought up. But now you have a reason to, you know, I really do pray that you share the Africana woman content because we create it for you as a means to be seen and heard and for you to validate what you are feeling, knowing that you are not crazy and neither are you alone, right? (laughs) So please share share as much as possible. You do not have to ask for permission. Okay. All right. Since we got that out of the way, (laughs) I have a great question from Leticia Pope. Now, Letty is my home girl, guys. We grew up together, went to high school together, and you have heard her beautiful mother on the podcast before on episode 102, Healing Your Community with Auntie Unike Mwale. Listen, I love this woman. But anyway, (laughs) my woman crush. (laughs) All right. So Letty is she's one of those friends who has always been so supportive on my entrepreneurial journey, right? And I absolutely, absolutely love her. Back when I was doing cakes, um, I think when we just started, I was in Kabwe at the time, and, you know, I needed a distribution point in Lusaka. So Letty and Auntie Unike allowed me to use their shop for their for people to pick up cakes. And then when I moved to Lusaka, Letty would always be buying cakes for me. And, you know, even when I started Africana Woman, um, she's always, she's like all in. I love it. And she is part of our Live Hard crew in the Lusaka book club. All this to say, I love you so much, Letty. You really, really are a dear, dear friend. So the question is, How do I work through the guilt of going after my dream or goal, knowing it will take me away from the children who have become so accustomed to having me around 24-7? Do I discuss it with them or let them transition as I do? Oh, guys, this is such a great question because the world talks about equality but doesn't talk about the cost of equality on a woman. Women have big dreams. You have passions you want to pursue and you know you have this strong pull to fulfill a purpose. But the reality is women play a much bigger role in raising children as the primary caregivers. We nurse them 
prepare them for school do school runs do homework with them we are the we are the sport moms or the activity moms i don't know what it is for you right who sit for hours watching them practice we cook homemade healthy food because we love them so much and we are the supportive partner which has its own list of things to do right so where is the time to go after our personal dream mom guilt is real so this last week funny enough um in the visionaries we have a community that's called the africana women visionaries it's a membership community so in the visionaries during our weekly check-in we had a conversation around this topic one of the ladies was talking about how she is going after her dream which requires her to travel a lot you know but at the same time in december this last you know holiday she ended up missing the children's concerts and graduation and there she was in a foreign land in this hotel just crying her eyes out you know so another visionary gave her perspective and this is what she said there's no such is paraphrase <laughs> so there is no such thing as balance when you choose to pursue your career or your dream you have to know that you cannot be perfect in every area side note you never were but anyway <laughs> um there will always be times you will miss things, but the most important thing is to leverage the people around you to be a support system for you. You know those junior mummies, you know when they say it takes a village, that's what we're talking about, right? In addition, have the bravery to negotiate for what you need when you are getting a job or you know yeah you're, you're, you're getting into a project a contract whatever it is negotiate and let them know these are my parameters these are my boundaries these are the things that i will need to operate at the best of my ability right let them know and i think you know i think right now we're finding more and more um employers or you know people that you you could possibly work with they're more accommodating and more understanding but we have to be able to say it out loud we have to be able to advocate for ourselves i think the problem that we've had in the past is that women go after things from a, a space of desperation you know so instead of being able to say this is what i need right because you do not have the fear that even if i don't get this thing i can still go and find something else you know but because we are so desperate we're like i need this job where else am i going to find this job we've got this the that sparsity mentality like oh if i don't get this i will never find another job and you know nothing can ever work out for me you know those types of thoughts that's not going to help you but i feel that when you're moving from a space of abundance you're moving from a space of knowing and trusting that the right thing is going to come to you when you're patient and if you're able to let people know this is what i need then if they are able to do it then 
great but if they're not then they're probably not a great match for you and in the long run yes you can get the job at the time but in the long run you will be unhappy right anyway i just um <laughs> went off on a side note there so you know explain to people what is it that you need and why do you need that finally she said teach your children to be independent early on Ooh girl <laughs> shout out to dr kathy muyeba absolutely love her all right i thought this was brilliant and i'm gonna take it even a, a step further right i think it's important to ask yourself why am i feeling guilty and ask yourself five times okay you answer that question and then you say okay so why are you why are you thinking that and you ask yourself five times right I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just going to give an example. So an answer maybe could be, I think that my children will will go astray if I'm not there 24-7. You know, they'll, they'll get bad habits. They, all sorts of things can happen. Now ask yourself the question, is that really true? So with that example I just gave, I would say the reason that we are raising children is for them to grow up into independent individuals who are happy and productive in society. Now, if we coddle them, we are holding on to them for so tight, up to 20 years. <laughs> they don't have any form of independence, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're holding on to them so tightly for so long. When do they get a chance to rise to the occasion? When do they get a chance to start practicing independence? You have to give children some leeway, some space to become who you are guiding them to become. So you need to loosen up that hold. So you test it, you see, okay, they did well, and then you loosen the grip a bit more and you just keep doing it until they are these beautifully independent you know, young adults. Then I want you to ask yourself, what are the benefits of my children seeing me go after my dream? So again, not to put words in your mouth, I just want to give some examples, right? Some answers could be, they will see me, mommy, starting with an idea in my head, a thought, and they will see me make it a reality, something that they can actually touch. And that alone is inspiration for them to know what is possible and what they are capable of. If they see that mommy can do it, so can I, right? And seeing you go after your dreams is them watching you practice self-care because you are filling your cup. Witnessing the impact you make from going after your dream teaches them what happens when good people do good things? Basically, what I'm trying to demonstrate is that you need to get to the point in your mind where you believe your emotions are convinced that your why is so important, you have to pursue your dream. If you do not believe that, and there is this lingering guilt, this lingering fear, you will start to self-sabotage your dream. 
And then you get to a point where you say, hmm, it didn't work out because I was bad at it. I should have just stayed at home with the kids in the first place. And then you'll go back and do that. So go back to that original thought, that original belief, and really rewire it and reframe it in a positive way, in a positive light, so that you're not self-sabotaging. Now, as to whether you should talk to the children about the change, I think that's okay. It's okay to talk to them about it, but don't come at it with an angle of, you know, where you are projecting your fear onto them. And suddenly they are scared too about the transition. Make it normal and part of your daily life. First of all, create a system around the changes you're making. So for example, if you usually do the school run, but now you're going to hire a driver to take them to school. So let the children know about the change, you're introducing them to the driver and, you know, um, whether everybody needs to have a cell phone so they can call, whatever it is, what are the, what's the system that you're in, you're putting in place and then tell them why. Also assure them of the times you have planned to spend quality time with them and honor your word. The truth is children are accustomed to transitions every year. They transition from one class to the next class. And this requires change, which they adapt to very well. If they're able to do it at school, they will be fine at home. Just facilitate the, transi the transition as something normal and natural. Also, please remember, when it comes to things our children remember, it's not the quantity of time, but the quality of time. When you are together, make those moments special. Make them emotional in the sense that, you know, it's a happy time. You laugh a lot. You're joking. You know, it's just one of those like, ah, it was so much. It was so good. It was so good. Most people remember events or experiences that have a strong emotion attached to it. And that's why you find People are so attached to traumatic events because of the deep emotion it generated. The truth is the same can be true for happy experiences. If you say that you are spending time with the kids, do not be scrolling social media on your phone the whole time, acting like they barely exist in the room with you. No, be present with them do something together, laugh a lot. That is what they will remember. Not mommy was here 24 seven. Okay. So I hope that answers your question, Letty. I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on this. How have you handled transitioning from full-time mom to career mom? Let us know. Find us on social media at Africana Woman. If you're in any of our WhatsApp groups, the book club, the visionaries, or any other, and you know you want to have a conversation, drop it in there and let's keep talking. Remember, share, share, share. <laughs> and if you have a question, please let us know uh, what you want to ask 
at africanawoman at gmail.com. And you never know, I may be able to answer your question on the podcast. All right, until next week, my name is Chulu. This has been No Breaks, and it is a part of the Africana Woman Network.